everybody and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I am joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. I can't complain. Um, did you hear of the great internet outage in, in Canada? I did not. North of the wall, we had some spotty internet, it sounds like. Yeah, so uh, like the biggest provider... Uh, went down on Friday overnight, like midnight, they went down. I think it was like two in the morning or something, um, but everything. So they got cell phones, they got TV um, and then internet. It all went down mm-hmm. like to the point where they couldn't call 911. So this could be wow. an investigation because that's against the law here. Um, yeah. So that happened um, and it was down for like a full 24 hours. Um, the, like primary uh, like debit card technology goes through them. So you couldn't use your debit cards. Um, depending on the store you went in, you couldn't use your credit cards either. Uh, ATMs were down all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, like um, e-bike rentals and like different things that used apps to, to, to grab a service you couldn't use. It was just, it was craziness. For yeah, it sounds day. like chaos for sure. Jeez. Yeah, it, it was something else. It was a, uh, it was different. So yeah, no TV, no internet, no phone, uh, no nothing for the whole day. And so it sounds like it's like the biggest provider, but like, is it like 55%? Is it 85% uh, I of don't, the country? I don't know the like percentage. Is there another decent sized one that seems yeah, to be still running? There is a bell. Um, and they were good. They had a couple issues. Like in my area, they had issues. Um, but... They were fine. I'm not sure what the split is. Maybe it's mm-hmm. 55. Um, that would probably be fair. 55. It still is like a, a large chunk, though, or the majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. Yeah, it's a that's a crazy weekend. Mine was just as exhilarating, but in in a better way. I was at uh, Hershey Park here in, in Rainier Harrisburg in Pennsylvania, so hitting some roller coasters. So my uh, adrenaline was up, but probably not for the same reasons most of the people there in Canada were. Very true. Yes. Quite different. Quite different, but a fun time. Fun time nonetheless. And and which is what we're aiming to have here today. Another fun time. Yeah. We, uh, we promised a 14 team draft. We did. We're both terrified because these, these are very difficult drafts to do. And as we were hype on, uh, the, how good your team looks on a 10 team usually ends up being the opposite here on a 14 team. Yeah, and it's our first one of the year, so it's not like we've we've had any real practice with them either. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I think we took our, our normal roster format and just removed one flex spot. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so we've got uh, just a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one full flex, and then I believe we have six bench spots. Okay, perfect. And then I am drafting out of the seven spot. Will, you're drafting out of the 13 spot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to scroll back and forth here. Um, yeah, I saw that's a little, little bit of a scroll, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's a little big. Um, you get 13 okay. teams on one page, not 14. Yeah, see, I can only get 12. Um, oh, look at that. Uh, yeah, it's a little worse, but it's fine. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, with that said, are you ready to jump in? Yeah, yeah, you got the seven spot here. Anything you're thinking about before we get this rolling? Anything you're hoping for? Uh, it's going to be, there's kind of two schools of thoughts in a 14-team league, um, one of which being you want your elite tight end because you're going to be one of, you know, depending on the year, one to three people that have that elite tight end, and you're going to have that mm-hmm. advantage over everyone. Um, the opposite thought being, uh well everyone's gonna have a bad tight end except for one to three people so i'll be okay um so i'm kind of in a spot where it'd be a reach for kelsey um which is a shame so i guess i'll probably just go i don't know running back or wide receiver and then maybe maybe andrew slips through i don't think so Uh, that's my worry though right now is tight end where i feel like you're positioned well to take a uh, a Kelsey or an Andrews, maybe an Andrews, um, if that is the, the path you want to take. So that's my worry right now. We'll see. Yeah. And I think running back as well is one of those just that dries up so quickly. Um, you know, top end here, you, you still have a lot of receivers running backs, but I think the 14 team is even more important to get, you know, your one or two stud running backs because 
especially here, I'll have the 13th pick and then the 16th pick, but then won't pick again until I guess that would be somewhere in the forties at the end of the third round. So definitely, uh, definitely makes it a little more difficult there. Yeah. You got a long but, wait. Yeah. So here we go. We'll see who gets to you, Steve. Uh, Taylor goes one, Christian McCaffrey, two, Derek Henry, three, Dalvin Cook, four, your boy, Cooper Cup, five. I feel like you've been getting a lot this year. And then Austin Eckler, six. Yeah, it's a shame. I kind of got my hopes up that Eckler might uh, I might squeak through. Um, pretty chalk so far, it looks like, too, if, if we're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, uh, the past, I think, two drafts, I've gone with Cup first uh, just to see like how the team played out. Um which is interesting because, you know, two of the top three people right now on the board are wide receivers, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So that'd be like another similar strategy. And I'm not sure that I'm willing to go down that route again. Um, mm-hmm. Partially because I want to, you know, do something different. But the other part, like you said, 14 team league, uh, running back's going to dry up uh, quite a bit. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the, the top two running backs on the board here, Najee Harris and Joe Mixon. Uh, pretty close to me. Uh, Najee, I don't think going to be as good as last year without Big Ben. Not sure if the dump offs are going to be there. It might face more stock boxes. You know, I'm just not sure. You touch that opportunity, who knows? You know, I'm not super confident there. Uh, Joe Mixon, great offense. Uh, you know, been a great guy for a while. Kind of been all over from like finishing rankings. Like, I've always had problems trusting him, uh, but I do believe him a lot this year. Do I believe in him more than Najee though? I don't know. I, I think I do by like a hair. It's probably gonna be something where if we do a mock draft next week, I would probably change my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be razor thin, uh, but for today, I think I'll go with Joe Mixon. I haven't drafted him at all this year. Um, I'd be happy to grab a running back and a running back on what seems to be a really good offense. Um, hopefully, there's yeah. no. You know, Hopefully improved offensive line. Yeah, ideally. Seems now, like they worked that. They did lose the Super Bowl, and that tends to be a bad thing for the following year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a trend for a while now. Um, so, so concerns with that, but I'm not going to let that impact my decision-making here. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Mr. Joe Mixon. Uh, Travis Kelsey goes off the board right after me, so maybe it wasn't too early to grab, grab him there. Uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Najee finally there, Team 11, and then Kamara. You're on the clock. Yeah, so uh puts me up here is hoping for one of those running backs um, or Kelsey. So definitely, you know, if I was hoping someone fell, wasn't going to be the case here. <clears throat> uh, but Kamara going ahead definitely helps. It's not someone I'm looking at here in the first couple rounds, just with the looming suspension as of right now. You know, I'm drafting with the assumption that he will be suspended for some amount of games. And it's just going to drop him out of this top tier. Um, but it does put two top receivers here in Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs in, you know, he give them to me here, uh, as well as two top running backs in Swift and Chubb. Now, given just the depth of the, of the teams and the offenses here and the, 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 the league, uh, I'm going to lean the running back position first, you know, maybe go to maybe go running back and receiver. Uh, depending, you know, who goes here, possibly even look to reach on Mark Andrews. We'll see. Um, but I, I think, you know, if this was a real draft. I'd be more confident that Team 14 goes to running backs than goes to receivers. And I think Swift, Chubb, Adams, and Diggs all, um, you know, all are solid here. I would rather end up with, let's say, Swift and Chubb than Adams and Diggs. You know, even though it'd be a great receiving core, I just want to make sure I get at least one top running back, um, since I will not be picking for a very long time. So, with that being the case, I think there's a good chance that Team 14 will go running back receiver, um, and then it would allow me to get either Adams or Diggs here in the next round. So I'm going to go Swift. Swift is a guy that I'm high on. I like Chubb as well. And and probably maybe a higher ceiling overall for Chubb with the offense potentially, you know, being a lot more dynamic if Deshaun Watson plays. But if he doesn't play, I think both offenses, you know, could be run heavy, but maybe not have a great passing attack with the quarterbacks that will be helming them. And in that case, I think Swift probably has a better quarterback actually there, uh, Jared Goff. 
the receiving options have definitely gotten better. So maybe that takes a little more off Swift, but it was just such a good passing down back as well um, here in half PPR. They're projecting him here on sleeper to get 510 rushing yards, 65 receptions. You just you know don't see that many receptions out of running backs too often, especially guys that are going to you know probably push for a thousand rushing yards on top of that. So pretty easy pick here for me to get swift and then uh you know, still have a pretty solid options here in the second round so going with swift first tyreek hill and josh allen both go so very interesting here team 14 wants to prioritize quarterback getting the top quarterback on the board here and uh, tyreek hill so this definitely opens up some options for me here and you know, i kind of assumed i would be deciding between Diggs, Chubb, or, or taking a shot on Andrews. Um, but given that Devontae Adams is still here, the layup pick, if I was going receiver in the first round, he would have been it. So I'm going to take Devontae Adams here and not look back. I think the Vegas offense is going to be much improved with him this year. You know, As long as Waller doesn't drop off, that's going to be a really lethal one-two punch. And Derek Carr, it's all on him, but I, I think we've seen that he can do it in the past. I don't know that he's going to be a, you know, top five quarterback, you know, with the weapons he has, I guess he has a potential, but I think you know, top 10 is pretty solid, uh, pretty, you know, and, and that could really sustain two passing weapons here in, in Adams and Waller. So pretty happy here to start the team off with a stud running back and a, uh, arguably a, you know, a receiver that you can, is top five potential for sure. So I'm going to lock in Devonte Adams after him, Nick Chubb, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Javante Williams. Hope you weren't hoping to pair him up there. And then A.J. Brown. Oh, um, I am I am quite happy with how things have fallen here. Yeah, I figured there's one guy that you wanted, and he did fall there. I called out Mark Andrews, and he is the top uh, of the ADP list right now. Um, so I don't think I could really pass him up. He's what I wanted. He gives me that positional advantage at tight end. Um, and I like that, you know, Debo's there. I'm not drafting Debo at all this year. Um, he's just too worrisome to me, uh, on a couple different fronts. You know, you got their new quarterback. You don't know how much passing he's going to be. He doesn't really want to be in San Francisco anymore. Like a lot of people have forgotten that, like that situation hasn't played itself out yet. Um, and I, I just, I think last year was probably an outlier. Like, I don't think he, you know, re, uh, receipts too far, but I, I think he's, you're probably drafting him at his ceiling. And I mean, it's not, not interested. Um, mm-hmm. Saquon, he's okay. Like, uh, you know, the problem with Saquon, I don't mind him this year, but with Aaron Jones and Fournette around the same ADP, I think I'll take both of them over, over yeah. Saquon. Um, now, I could roll the dice and take like an Aaron Jones or a Fournette or a Debo or, you know, whatever you want. And maybe Kyle Pitts gets back. But there's a lot of picks between me and then. Um, and I just I don't see it happening. So we're going to lock, lock in Mark Andrews now and see what gets back to me um, and then make our decisions from there. So the pick is in. Debo does go right after Barkley and then Pitts. So he lasted all three picks. Um, Aaron Jones, Fournette, and Zeke go. Uh, Zeke with the 214. Um, so that's a, a good little indicator of the, the size of a 14 team league because Zeke's been mm-hmm. going pretty firmly in the third. Um, and he's squeaking up in the second here. Given the size of the draft, we got T. Higgins starting off the third. Pat Mahomes finally, our second quarterback. Mike Evans, Cam Akers, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, our third quarterback going off there right before me with the 306. So just to uh, take a look at some of the options we have available to us at quarterback, uh, Lamar, Burrow, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, Dak, Russ, uh, running back, we got James Conner, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Bruce Hall, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs at wide receiver, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf, Jalen Waddle, D.J. Moore, Amari Cooper. Uh, and at tight end, we have Kittle, Waller, Hawkinson, Schultz, Goddard. So I think uh, it's it's getting a little dirtier here. Um Especially, we're kind of like at a tier wide receiver that I really don't like. Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Waddle. People that I all like, it's just not in love mm-hmm. with their situation this year, you know? Um, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, a little more confident in him now with Baker there. Um, 
but still I just rattle off what, like six people. And I was, I was happy with one of them. So I, I think I'm going to go ahead and grab another running back before it dries up further. And then maybe we'll take a look at wide receiver, uh, on the next pick here. Um, but we got James Conner here, and that seems like an easy pick. I like David Montgomery too, but one's on a really good offense and one is not. Um, they're both probably the sole guy on their team. I mean, James Conner's got you know some solid backups. Uh, David Montgomery, Cleo Herbert. I'm sure, they'll take some carries, but it's not going to be a any kind of firm split, I don't think. So I'm going to lock in James Conner as my second RB. Um, plenty of upside there some injury risk let's hope he can uh stay healthy um and then we'll uh we'll turn the wide receiver next depending on how things fall so we've locked him in gibson goes right after there goes george kittle uh terry mclaurin team 10 going uh three wide receivers here david montgomery gets to 311 and then metcalf before your pick you are on the clock my friend yeah david montgomery would have been nice that was definitely the guy that i was looking at and, and hoping for um and surprised he got past a couple of teams there, but you know, team 10 here going to three straight wide receivers. So it should be an interesting build to the team here in a 14 teamer. Um, receiving core looks great, but still no running back and they are drying up pretty quick. Um, now some interesting options here. Waller still on the board. I don't know that I want to pair both Waller and Adams, um, but it is an interesting potential stack to have. Um, so definitely won't go him here in this round but potentially next round especially with you know a lot of tight ends going off the board there um outside of waller it, the only real option for me because i'm looking running back here first you know, josh jacobs also there would prefer not to stack that again it's going to be jk dobbins uh you know as long as he is healthy I th- as we talked about him i think in the you know past couple episodes i just think that offense is going to be dynamic and he is clearing away the, the the best running back on the team, the most dynamic. He, you know, we saw it in college. We saw it even last year. Uh, I guess was it his rookie year? This will be his third year, right? Yes. Yeah, his rookie year, he had a good second half, and then last year he uh, had the preseason. Yeah, because he, yeah. yeah, he was right in the preseason. He didn't play it all last year. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, we saw it with him. And I think as these running backs start to dry up, you got Dobbins. Still got Brees Hall and Josh Jacobs. Travis Etienne, I think, is a good bounce back candidate, but we do start to see that dry up a lot more here. Um, Waddle, DJ Moore, both good options. You know, DJ Johnson as well, but I think can't pass on getting just that uh, major upside here of um, you know of, of having Brees Hall or sorry, of having J.K. Dobbins. So I'm gonna lock J.K. Dobbins in. After him goes you know, the Johnson and Darren Waller. Kind of thought Waller would go, and it does give me some nice flexibility here um, with the other options that we have or with the tight end going behind me. I've got, you know, now going forward, and you know, be able to take the tight end at, with my second pick when I do eventually look to that position. Uh, but it's not going to be here. So, you know, Brees Hall's an interesting option. I do really like Brees Hall, but for me, I'd rather get something a little bit more stable because as, as you know, high as I am on him with the rookie, just you still have never seen him do it in the NFL. So it, it's definitely something that I'd like to get a little more stable. And a guy like a guy like DJ Moore, I think is just very stable. Um, even in an ETN, we saw it in, in training camp there, and he has a little more familiarity with the offense. You know, second year learning the offense, familiar. familiar familiarity with the quarterback uh, so those are the two guys that i'm debating between i do really like waddle as well but with terry kill there i just think that it's gonna be tough target wise and unless they really increase that passing volume so for for me and as much as i do like etn i'm gonna lean keeping some stability here and just going with dj Moore. i think that baker mayfield trade is really going to help him out you have a you know very competent quarterback. You know I don't think anyone's going to mistake Baker for a top ten, but I think he's going to be good enough to sustain a top option, and I think that's going to be DJ Moore here. So we're locking DJ Moore, keep that stability here of having one run, two running backs, two receivers, and 
give me some flexibility here for the flex position and beyond. So after him, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, and Jalen Waddle. I tell you what, Brees Hall being here um, complicates things. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially having the stability you already have at running back too, it gives you a real nice upside. Yeah, to take that upside shot. And our our flex was a complete flex, right? Wide receiver, tight end, or running back. Yep, all three. Yeah, yeah so I could start him as well. Um, at wide receiver, we do got Michael Pittman here, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Hollywood Brown, Mike Williams. Um, Man, that is, uh, that's tempting, but I think I will go ahead and roll the dice on it. Uh, I, I don't think it's something I would do in a real draft. Um, but you know, as we say, you do these mocks to kind of experiment. That's why we do the podcast, right? To kind of, to play around with things and, and see how things would fall. Um, so in an ideal world, I could grab Brees Hall here. Elijah Mitchell's there too. Um, that's pretty nice, but I can grab a high upside guy in Brees Hall and then grab maybe a, uh, I don't know who, maybe Mike Williams squeaks back to me. That'd be a big win, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then from there, I, I don't know, Darnell Mooney, Devonta Smith, maybe um, just pre-planning. Um, it, it does seem kind of silly to draft Brees Hall when Elijah Mitchell's there to me, because one's like the what I think the bona fide starter in Elijah Mitchell and Brees Hall is probably in a timeshare for a while, but Brees Hall yeah. is just so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, he's just such a good player. Like exactly. Like Carter just, just doesn't scare me at all when it comes to Brees. It's, it's more on Brees than it is the competition there. Like it comes down to if he's, if he's what we think he is, he's going to take that over quickly. That's what I would think too. He's just an athletic freak. Um, you know, Measurables just are just off the chart. So I think I'll go ahead and draft him. Um, and we'll roll the dice and we'll see uh, what gets back to me here. So that pick is in. Hawkinson went right after that. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Pittman went. Um, let's see here. Burrow, Sutton, and then Michael Thomas goes at the end of the fourth. To start the fifth, uh, we have Hollywood Brown. Dalton Schultz, Jerry Judy, Damian Harris, Allen Robinson, and Elijah Mitchell. Man. <laughs> oh, boy. If he gonna... would have made it back to me, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Um, it would have been really hard to pick a, a bench wide receiver before my first uh, – or a bench running back before my first wide receiver. Um, but the gamble paid off. I'm, I'm actually getting pretty lucky this this draft with uh, Mark Andrews getting here at the top of the ADP. And then here Mike Williams is, top wide receiver on the board. Uh, I am fine with him being my one. Um, and then maybe ideally we're looking, I, I highly doubt Brandon Cooks gets back, especially with you sitting over there. Um, but maybe a Thielen, a Darnell Mooney, uh, Devonta Smith, Juju, maybe Drake London. Um, we got some other options as my second wide receiver. Maybe we turn to look at quarterback. Who knows? But Mike Williams, uh, top offense, had a great year last year. Hopefully he could stay healthy. That's always a concern. Um, but as my wide receiver one, that's as, as good as it's going to get unless I want to deal with the, the Hopkins suspension. With with me waiting this long at wide receiver, that is not something I'm willing to do. So we'll go ahead. We will lock in Mr. Mike Williams. Team 10. Yeah, they, they continue. They And I was going to call <laughs> them out as a team that could do Hopkins. It's just, yeah. It just kind of doesn't make sense at this point. But uh, after me, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Amon Roy-St. Brown. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, it's a read off team 10. They got Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, McLaurin, Godwin, and Hopkins. Um, two, two, I guess you could technically say you're waiting on Godwin and Hopkins. When they come back, maybe you have some ability to, to trade yeah, for like you, a stud running back. You can't. You can only start three wide receivers. We've got two mm-hmm. wide receiver spots and a flex. So two of those guys you can't play, and two of them you're probably waiting on. Hopkins, definitely waiting on. And, and Godwin, we don't know yet, but. He, I can't see him starting the year. So, whatever. Interesting decision. Um, Miles Sanders goes and Kyler Murray right before your pick. You are on the clock. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because if I'm just looking at you know overall players that I like, I think Brandon Cooks makes the most sense. Um, and then possibly looking at like a Dallas Goddard maybe in the next round as as the tight ends you know, start to dry up a bit. Here he's kind of. One of the last ones I think that can really take that jump into a top five, right? Maybe not guaranteed, obviously, with the guys that are there. But out of the guys remaining, one of the few I think that could take that next jump. 
but the running back landscape definitely drying up and definitely not really what I like to see, especially with the team behind me not having any yet. Uh, I still feel pretty good about Swift and Dobbins. Obviously, we got to make sure Dobbins is you know able to play this year um, or this year the, you know, to start the year. But uh, you know, AJ Dillon is kind of the one guy that gives me a little bit of pause. Um, you know, I think if I really want to go running back, I'm sure I could get Cream Hunt in the next round. Uh, I think that's a solid third guy to get. But AJ Dillon is the one that I think he got some major upside with, and and you know could be that fifty fifty split there with Aaron Jones. Um, and it comes down to you know do I like AJ Dillon more than you know, than a Cream Hunt? Tough, I, I, and you think you're probably going to have a better offense there in Green Bay, right? Than you're going to have in um, in Cleveland. So I don't think I've had any AJ Dillon this year. So I think I'll take a shot on AJ Dillon and, and leave the flexibility here for either Cooks, Goddard, or, or something else here. So go with the third running back, AJ Dillon, uh, and as expected, Team 14 takes their first running back here with Kenneth Walker, uh, and then Darnell Mooney uh, next off there. So Leaves the tight ends here, and, and as I look through the landscape, there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams that don't have tight end. So it comes down to how many I think are going to go tight end between now and then. You know, Goddard, top guy here, but you got Dal- uh, Dawson Knox, Ertz, Fryermuth, Gesicki, Hunter Henry, Komet. So it definitely dries up there. Um, it's just, do I? let Brandon Cooks go. Um, and I just don't think I can pass up Brandon Cooks. As much as I do like Goddard, and I think there's upside there, there's just the depth in this league is going to be rough. And I think it's just so important to load up on those positions that you can start multiple of. And that running back and receiver. And just being able to start off with Swift, Dobbins, and Dylan at running back, as well as Adams, Moore, and Cooks at receiver. I just think it gives me too much flexibility here. They're too much to pass up. So we'll go with Cooks and then, you know, kind of see what quarterbacks and tight ends get back to me here in the next round. Um, but A, at this point, you're kind of punting those positions from, you know, thinking you're going to be able to have like a top, top guy for sure. So Brandy Cooks will be the pick. After him, Traylon Burks, Adam Thielen, Dallas Goddard, as we for mentioned Jalen Hurts and Rashad Bateman right before you. That would have been a nice one there. Yeah, it would have been. Um, also removed any temptation from Jalen Hurts. Um, so that's a shame. Uh, we'll take a look at the running backs. Just give them a peek. Uh, Cream Hunt's still here. Uh, Cordell Patterson, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Chase Edmonds. Um, so this kind of tier, there's a solid option, especially here in the sixth round. They're fine. Uh, wide receiver, we're looking at Drake London, Juju, uh, Devonta Smith, uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Tyler Lockett, Hunter Renfro, Gabe Davis, Brandon Ayuk. Um, not an ideal grouping of people for the situation that I'm in. Um, I would really like London as like a uh, what I would assume would be like a target monster. It's only him and Pets. Mm-hmm. Um, but as my second wide receiver, I'd, I'd have to rely on him immediately. And in rookies, they they tend to take some time, uh, you know, half a year, four games. Like it's going to take something. He's not going to come out of the gate, It'd be amazing, most likely. Um, Juju's a pretty big roll of the dice. Um, Devonta Smith, I think, is probably the outlier here and the one I'm going to take. So we'll circle back on him. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, solid options. Elijah Moore, I'd probably be more comfortable with he's probably the second option for me here but still feels pretty risky um we only got one year of uh, uh service from him and a, a lot of his breakout games were not with zach wilson so uh some concerns there i, I do like him better than the other options but i think devonta smith you know as a second year guy we saw some good stuff from him last year um maybe not from a, a fantasy standpoint he was fine um not like a great breakout year or anything, but just on the field, he looked good. Uh, hopefully the, the addition of AJ Brown helps him. You know, I've seen some Jalen hurt concerns recently, which is kind of concerning. Um, but I think, uh, the talent will win out. So we will, we'll lock him in. I'm okay with him as my wide receiver too. 
And then uh, we'll see what gets back to me here. We had uh, Juju go off right after me. Drake London, Dak, Dawson Knox, Garrett Wilson, Russell Wilson. Uh, to end the sixth, to start the seventh, we got Tyler Lockett, Coral Patterson, Chase Edmonds, Elijah Moore, Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt. Almost got back to me here. So running backs now, uh, since most of them that I read off uh, are gone, Singletary, James Cook, Rashad Penny, uh, Melvin Gordon, Michael Carter. At wide receiver, we're looking at Renfro, Gabe Davis, Ayuk, uh, Chris Olave, Robert Woods, Chase Claypool. And because I don't have one yet, we'll, we'll take a glance at quarterback. we got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Trey Lance, Derek Carr. So some solid options. I'd like Tom Brady, but I feel like I need another wide receiver. And I think uh, Gabe Davis is the one that I am wanting here. Uh, normally, I would probably, not normally, but if this was last year, I'd probably be going with someone like Renfro. Because uh, he's a, a safe, good volume guy that could plug in at my two spot if Devonta Smith didn't pan out. Uh, but with the with Adams coming there, he kind of concerns me a little bit. Uh, he falls down the pecking order. Ayuk um, at San Francisco, I like, but you know, I, everything I said about Debo kind of applies to him. He's just you don't know what that offense is going to look like. Uh, Chris Olave, I've picked in the past. Uh, you know, I do like him. Just not my situation. Robert Woods wouldn't be a bad option, I don't think, in my situation, provided he's healthy and the injury doesn't mean he's just washed. Um, so there is con- some concern there, but not a bad option uh, for me who waited at wide receiver. But Gabe Davis, to me, presents a lot of upside. Um I would think a relative amount of safety. He's on a, a high pirate offense. You know, a lot of his competition left. Uh, so I would assume he's pretty safe, but, uh, you know, there's definitely words I could be eating come midseason. But <laughs> we'll lock him in. Uh, brings myself in line with three running backs to three wide receivers. So I can kind of do what I want with my next pick. We'll see uh, what gets back to me. Tom Brady will not. Uh, he goes off right after me. Devin Singletary, James Cook, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Ertz. Yeah, so a couple guys I was looking at there, the quarterback position, you know, starting to dry up a bit here. Um, and there is just really a few guys left that I like, and, and one that I really like, our boy Matt Stafford. So he will in all likelihood be my eighth round pick, given that Team 14 already has their quarterback. Uh, I will gamble. It is a 14-team league, so wouldn't put it past the team to take him. Um, but given that they only have one running back, I think it's a safe bet that they are going to take a running back here. So tight ends, just to take a look, we've still got Fryermuth, Gesicki, Komet, uh, Henry, Gronkowski. So at this point, I think we're pretty much punting the position. Fryermuth would be you know, the potential option here. But with all but one, two, three teams not having a tight end, uh, yeah, I think I can wait even if a few teams take a couple extras. You know, worst case, I'm in that Albert O, um, Smith, Fant, and Joku range. And, and I'll looking to the scrap heap for tight end, you know, each week. But if if that's, you know, the the only thing that I have to do because of the depth that I'm getting from other positions here, I, I'll take that. Um, so with that being said, I think you know, it comes down to... You know, looking at a receiver uh, like you know, an Ayuk upside um, or like the safety of a Robert Woods um, or just getting another running back because there is you know, a position that is just going to dry up very, very quickly. And, you know, taking one of the last what I see is like 50-50 options here in Melvin Gordon. So I'm going to take Melvin. Um, I, you know, I think probably ends up being maybe a 60-40, but you know, there's going to be times where Melvin's going to be more relevant and you just need the depth here at the position. So I'm going to take Melvin here with my first pick after him, Rashad Penny and Brandon Ayuko. And next I'm going to lock in my quarterback here with Matt Stafford, get him out of the way and then probably punt the tight end position unless something good comes up here in the near future. Anything you sir are hoping for Steve? No, I, it's probably time to look at uh, the quarterback. So hopefully maybe Trey Lance gets back to me. Um, if he doesn't, then I'll, I don't know what I'll do. We'll see. But <laughs> it's probably time, which is a shame because I'd like to add another running back or something. But yeah, it's got to be done. So uh, yeah. it'll probably be Trey Lance. 
All right. So after it takes Stafford, uh, team 12 goes a second tight end there. And Mike Kosicki, team 11 does not take their tight end. Chris Olave, James Robinson, Deshaun Watson, second quarterback for team nine. And then Pat Fryermuth, second tight end for team eight. So tight ends are going. Yeah, I feel like I dodged a bit of a bullet there. Uh, I don't know in, in what world Deshaun Watson is being drafted above Trey Lance or Derek Carr or like a, a number of yeah. people still on the board yeah. right now. Um, so. Ones. Yeah, I really uh, I think I should have got burned and didn't. So uh, Trey Lance presents a lot of upside, so he's going to be my guy here. That one's a pretty easy pick. Uh, after that, Ramonde Stevenson goes, Michael Carter, Hunter Renfro, Robert Woods, uh, Christian Watson, Kadarius Tony. They round out the eighth to start the ninth. Claypool, Kirk, Gallup, Sky Moore, uh, Derek Carr, and Isaiah Spiller. So I am back on the clock. Um, as a reminder of my team, I got Mixon, Connor, and Brees Hall at wide or at running back. Sorry, at wide receiver, Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, and Gabe Davis, Trey Lance, and then Mark Andrews at tight end. So running backs here, we got Ronald Jones, Damian Pierce, Alexander Matson, Rashad White, uh, Naeem Hines at wide receiver, uh, Jamison Williams, Lazard, uh, Alan Lazard, Tyler Boyd, Russell Gage. Uh, MVS, Kenny Galladay, Jarvis Landry. So this is a, a tough spot, and I wish I wasn't in the middle of the draft because I'm looking at Alan Lazard thinking he'd be perfect for my team. Uh, you know, I kind of rolled the dice a little bit with Devonta Smith and, and Gabe Davis, and Alan Lazard, I think, represents safety plus upside, uh, as does Gage to a degree, neither of which would get back to me. Uh, at running back, I think Ronald Jones is the top guy, and then there's a drop-off, which is a shame. But I feel like I got to grab that wide receiver to make myself just feel a little bit safer, um, which seems silly because you put the two positions up against each other, and you should always be going running back. But mm-hmm. You only really need you know two of each to hit, and then you just need a third. Exactly. Them, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's the same kind of like I told you, you know, Ronald Jones looks like there's a tear break. It's Damian Pierce, Madsen, Rashad White, Naeem Hines, Dale Henderson, Tyler Algier, yeah. Mac, Kent Gainwell. Like they're fine. McKissick's down there. Um, the same Does thing. Does that give to- you any like buyer's remorse of Hall and Elijah Mitchell? Like, would you feel more confident that you had your flex locked up if you had Elijah Mitchell there in the fourth? No. No. I, I think. It might no. I you know I'm looking back at the board. I don't know if I regret anything. I might if I were to do something, I probably would have swapped Brees Hall with Michael Pittman. Just think about what I was looking at yeah. at the time. Maybe Sutton. Um, and then if that happens, Mike Williams becomes probably like Miles Sanders. Like that doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah. Maybe if you know, Elijah Mitchell went one pick before me. If he made it to me and you would say, I'd feel better with Pittman or Sutton and Elijah Mitchell, probably, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's close. It's not like a game changer. So though I'm looking back, I don't think I regret anything. Um, it's just when you draft tight end early, th- these are the struggles you run into sometimes. Like I mm-hmm. got to remember, like I have an elite advantage at tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting here still no tight end. So yeah, you're you doomed. definitely have that so, at least yeah, that huge advantage of tight end versus. Yeah. So that's what happens. Know, trading away the depth. That's really what it is. A hundred percent. Like if my second round pick was, you know, Aaron Jones, for instance, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. Then, then Brace Hall becomes Michael Pittman and then you've got, you know, pretty good yeah, depth across the board. Exactly. Or maybe, you know, I, I grab Evans early and, you know, I'm more comfortable, you know, wide receiver or something like that. Like that, that's really what happened. Um, which I think people can relate to when you, we draft tight end early, especially in a deep league like this. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm going Alan Lazard. He makes me feel safer, um, at the wide receiver position. Um, Ronald Jones fine for what he would be running back four for me, but he does like he kind of makes me feel safer, but I also know that he could just not be anything important. So, uh, Alan Lazard definitely has a role locking him in. Jameson Williams goes, Damian Pierce, Kirk Cousins, Hunter Henry, another tight end off the board for you there, Will, and then Alexander Matson. You're on the clock, yeah. And it's, it's solid because I still do like both Komet and Albert O. So, both options I think are gonna are solid here for me and with my next pick. Um, but it gives me some pause because there's a couple of other skill guys I like. Ronald Jones still sitting here. Feels like really, really good value, even though I've already got four running backs. 
you know, Ronald Jones is my fifth running back there in, in a situation where some people are saying he could, you know, be the lead back. I, you know, I, I think it's probably still more of a split backfield and Clyde's, you know, the one, but there's, you know, people that are saying that it could be Ronald Jones. And then just the safety of Russell Gage helps as well. Um, you know, he's expected to have a big role, especially early on with, uh, you know, not having Chris Godwin likely to start the year. So those are both interesting options here for me. Um, and, and, you know, do I risk, you know, trying to get both of them and, you know, punting all the way down to an Njoku or Higby or Tunyon? Uh, you know, so that could be the option here. We'll see, you know, with the punt. But I think I'm going to go with the running back here first of Ronald Jones. I feel really good about the three receivers I have. And just getting that depth at the running back position, another guy that I think is pretty solidly in a 50-50 you know, split uh, with Ronald Jones. So going to lock in Jones here first. After him, Gronkowski and Tyler Boyd, interestingly enough. Still a couple of uh, tight ends I like here, and most teams already have one. I think it's just two others don't. And a couple of them actually have two. So I would venture to guess that, you know, the guys here in, in command and Alberto are gone, but I'd be okay waiting again. And, and like I said, just at this point, I've already waited. So I don't think commits that much of a leap over a Tunyon or a Hayden Hurst later. So I'm going to continue to like press the advantage that I have at running back and receiver and, and not try to kind of pivot away from that and, and, you know, stop the bleeding at tight end. And I'm going to punt it here, you know, at least one more round. I've only got three picks after this. going to go Russell Gage, guy that I've talked about, you know, early on in, in the offseason. He's set to have a really big year. It's, you know, from all the reports, it seems like Brady, you know, was very vocal in wanting to get him on the team this year. And in all likelihood, Godwin is not going to be starting the year on the team. Um, so I think there's a good chance that no Godwin and, and at this point, no Gronk Gage should be able to step up and possibly be the number two weapon in the offense to start the year. So going to lock him in and really get, you know, some major depth having five running backs, four receivers here and Matt Stafford that I'm all really comfortable with. So locking in Russell Gage after him, George Pickens, MVS, Kenny Galladay, Cole Kmet, and Naeem Hines. Yeah, shame Cole Komet didn't get back to you. Um, that would have been nice. Um, but it was a long wait, you know. Yeah, it's, not going to happen. Even yeah. Alberto would be nice, but I doubt he gets there. Yeah, yep, 100%. Um, so looking for me, uh, we'll read wide receiver because I'm not going to focus there. We'll get them out of the way. Uh, Landry, Dotson, Rondell Moore, Jacoby Myers, Tim Patrick, DJ Chark, Tawanda Parker. Fine options, a couple of them, but nah. mm-hmm. um, I want another running back. Uh, Rashad White is not the answer. Um, Daryl Henderson, not really. Um, Tyler Algaier, fine. Like it, it's a fine gamble to take. Um, I don't want him. <laughs> not in my situation. I'm just not feeling it right now. Marlon Mack is, is he's not a bad play. I'm just not sure he like if he's a starter, that's a good depth play that I need. But is he? And is he any good? Like we don't know. Um we got it's the three after that that I think interest me the most. We got Gainwell, um, a solid year in Philly. Um, maybe could take a step up with an overall offense that should be better. Uh JD McKissick, who just Catches balls, man. That's all. That's all mm-hmm. he does. A PPR darling. Um, and we uh, this is half point, right? Half point PPR. Yeah, yeah. So that does hurt him a little bit. Um, but still, you know, a solid depth option. And Raheem Mostert, I think, is too low. Uh, we don't know what his role is going to be outside of the Mostert role, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they import the the San Francisco offense over. Um, I'm not sure if he's healthy. Like, what is he's planning on starting the year? Like, I'm paying attention to that. Um, I feel like if he was, he should be a little bit higher than where he is, but I don't know. It's hard to say. And he's got a long injury history as well. So I think McKissick is the one I feel safest with right now. Um, I've taken a fair number of gambles, I feel. Um, so I don't really want to take another one on Gainwell. And I think McKissick to me is the safer of the option, um, the safer option. So I'm going to go ahead and lock him in there. No idea what I'm going to do with my next pick. Uh, 
Landry goes off the board. There goes Albert O. There will. Um, Tua goes. Daryl Henderson. Irv Smith goes. Um, Justin Fields goes. I rounds out the 10th. Rashad White starts the 11th. Dotson. Rondell Moore. Noah Fant goes. Uh, Tim Patrick. Jacoby Myers. Um, man, should I be looking at a, another tight end here, Will? Uh, maybe grab a backup. Who do we got here for you? Um, and Joku's there, Will. There's still um, a few that I don't mind. Higby. Uh, stacks. Joku, Higby, Tunyon, Hurst is solid. Uh, Gerald Even Everett. Everett, I think, yeah. is the solid upside. Now, you I, got, like your Hooper way down there. We have talked about him, and I have completely forgot about this, but Tunyon might not be starting the year and actually uh, playing. Um, he was hurt uh, at the end of the year. I heard it on the, mm-hmm. uh, the Ballers mentioned it. Interesting. Yeah, it looks so, like his uh, his info here says you know, three days ago up in the air for week one. So yeah, it looks like he's rehabbing on the side during OTAs. Yeah, it could be a problem. Just, you know, as someone mm-hmm. looking at tight end, just uh, passing the info along. Um, so for me here, almost all those running backs I mentioned are still there. Um, most of those wide receivers are still there. So I'm going to grab up a wide receiver that I have liked and have picked multiple times in Devontae Parker. Um, I think I like to think he represents some sort of safety with a decent amount of upside. If him and, and Mac Jones click and, and Mac can take a step forward. Um, but I've been grabbing them up. I, I do look at these running backs and think, well, now, you know, McKissick, with me feeling safer at McKissick, I could roll the dice on Mac or Gainwell or Mostert, but maybe one of them will get back to me. I happen to know that one of the picks after me is going to be tight end. So that's one pick I won't have to worry about. Um, maybe they will sleek, uh, slip on through there. So we're going to lock in Mr. Devontae Parker. Marlon Mack does not sleep through. He goes right afterwards. Uh, Tyler Aljair goes and Joku goes. Another tight end off the list for Will. DJ Chark and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so back to me here, and still, as I mentioned, so a few tight ends I like. Higby, Tunyon, as you mentioned, Hayden Hurst, I think, is a solid option there in Cincinnati. Um, we got Gerald Everett, Austin Hooper still there, Trey McBride way down. <clears throat> so definitely not going one here. Going to look to those onesie positions, and there's just not a ton of receivers I really like. Um, so, uh, you know, K.J. Osborne, but not a spot I would take him here, maybe the last round. So probably I'm going to be done taking receiver at this point. Uh, but still a couple of running backs on the board that interest me. Kenny Gainwell uh, is, is one that I think is going to be the pick here. Um, but most are still on the board. Cleo Herbert, uh, Daryl Williams. And one that we don't usually do here, but I think in my case would make sense, Gus Edwards, another guy that, you know, Aiming to come back, uh, you know, from injury, but you know, given that I have Dobbins, I don't usually like to get the handcuff. Um, but here in a fourteen-team league, when they're probably not going to be available, I would not mind handcuffing him here. So, going to go with Gamewell first, um, and then you know, we'll see you know if I want to go tight end or Gus. Uh, but I've got some flexibility here. So, Gamewell first off the board. After him goes Mostert and Miko Hardman. Um, so still got Higby, still got Tunyon here. Uh, the question is, do I think Gus gets back? And, and I think there's definitely a chance. Uh, it's pretty far down, but I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I want to risk it. I think there's a you know bunch of tight ends, none of them stick out more than others. So I'm going to punt to the last round here, and I'm going to get a handcuff here in 14 team league, and I'm going to go Gus Edwards. Load up at running back. After him, Alec Pierce, Tyler Higby. Jameis Winston, Khalil Herbert, and Matt Ryan. So some double quarterbacks going. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting, interesting. Waiting on the uh, waiting on the tight end. Unfortunately, uh, none of my three running backs made it back to me. They'd even make it out of the round. So who was the who was that you were hoping for? It was uh, Matt Gainwell, Mostert. Um, gotcha. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, so we'll take a, a peek down here at the running back position. Uh, I got Mixon, Connor, Brees, and uh, McKissick. So I definitely could use another. We have Daryl Williams uh, over in Arizona, who probably would be an option if I didn't have Connor. Um, this is a handcuff at this point, which isn't bad. Like, 
handcuffing Connor is not a bad decision, really. Um, Jamal Williams is there, who was highly, more highly drafted last year, and it's kind of left for dead this year. Uh, Chuber Hubbard, um, Davis Pierce is there, if you want to take a gamble on him in San Francisco. Uh, Zamir White, Brian Robinson, who's being talked up a little bit. Uh, Chris Carson, uh, probably not playing. Mark Ingram. There we go. That is the guy that I want. Uh, I would assume starting running back for the first six games, however many, you know, Camaro's suspended for. Can't see anybody taking that role away from him. Um, Was okay for fantasy last year uh, when he played on the Saints. So we're going to lock him in, grab myself a uh, depth running back there. Let's see what tight ends go off the board here for Will. Uh, Hayden Hurst goes off right after me. Uh, David Bell, uh, Beckham goes. Gerald Everett. That's a shame. That was a good one. Uh, Mac Jones, Sarah Williams. Uh, there goes Tunyon. Crowder, Tolbert, Van Jefferson, Evan Ingram, Zach Wilson. So I'm on my last pick here. Uh, kind of do what I want. Are there any quarterbacks of interest? Um, Tannehill, Wentz, Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett. No. You know, if, if Fields was here, you know, maybe I'd roll the dice on him. Um, probably not. I don't think Baker would be better than Trey Lance, even if Trey Lance isn't that good. It'd be like a stash of Willis. Yeah, you could stash of Willis. turns I, around here in the offseason or early yeah, lead up, but. Be doubtful. So, yeah, probably not mm-hmm. there. Running backs, we still got basically, yeah, all the same people that I mentioned before, just not Daryl Williams. Um, so, yeah. Davis Pierce is interesting. Brian Robinson, maybe wide receiver Curtis Samuel again, highly drafted last year, left for dead this year. Um, John Mechie, Robbie Anderson, KJ Osborne, Donovan Peoples Jones, Julio drafted before uh, last week. I think it was uh, Sammy Watkins is here. If you want to place your bet there, uh, who else here? We got Marvin Jones, Joshua Palmer, AJ green, uh, Will Fuller. Good call out. I think uh, throwback. Yeah, I think we've seen him for real. I think the the ballers brought him up on an episode of you know kind of in that same vein that I mentioned Julio. Like he's going to land somewhere. Uh, Fuller has actual upside. Um, Chenault, KJ Hamler, some people like Paris Campbell running with the ones uh, at tight end. Is there anyone I want to snipe from Will here? Logan Thomas is here. Austin Hooper, Trey McBride, Devin uh, Taysom Hill, Uzama. No. Oh, the Cox is interesting, but no, I will pass on that and I will grab uh, KJ Osborne. You know, we both like him in Minnesota to be something interesting. Uh, if Thielen is old and, and and busted, which I mean, we have no real indication that's the case, but uh, maybe Osborne steps up. So we'll go ahead. We'll lock him in there as my last pick. Uh, Davis Price goes after me. Jamal Williams, Chuba goes, Curtis Samuel, John Mechie. You are on the clock with your final pick. Yeah, so tight end here. Um, you still got Logan Thomas, Austin Hooper, McBride. Top guys here. The only guys I'm really looking at cause at this point, I'm <laughs> just looking for someone who I think I can use in week one. Um, so that's going to be looking at your Austin Hooper in Tennessee. And it should be someone that gets some, uh, gets some looks uh, as it's really just him, uh, Robert Woods, uh, and a couple of younger guys, a uh, big-time rookie, and Draylon Burks. But uh, there's not a ton else there, so I think he you know, probably makes the most sense. Um, if I wanted to you know, look for other veterans, Uzama's interesting, but you know, he's been held out of camp, and you know, I've talked Conklin there, so I'm not sure exactly who's going to be the guy. The only other one that is interesting, you kind of called out there, Malali Cox. I think he's got some upside as a potential low-end one, You know, probably touchdown-dependent guy. So I think I'm going to go with the volume here and, and take it off some Hooper, you know, but mostly with the caveat as well that you know, so many teams here have two tight ends, and, and you know, going into the year they may keep both, but there's a very high likelihood that teams are going to get injury-riddled and not going to be able to afford the luxury of holding on to two tight ends. So while you may come out of the draft, with a very low tight end in all likelihood there's going to be tight ends that are an upgrade from austin hooper that are available in the first week or two here and just the depth that i have at running back and receiver i don't think i need to grab those you know i can can, you know maybe it would be a luxury if if i can get someone off the waiver heap you know week one week two somebody that pops but i've got flexibility there and, and you know 
can get a guy in Austin Hooper that I'm confident to plug in there for week one to get a few points and then, you know, look to potentially upgrade that throughout the season. So locking in Austin Hooper here and Mr. Irrelevant himself is Austin Hooper's uh, new best friend and Ryan Tannehill, uh, apparently building some chemistry here. So some of the news. So back to back to end the draft. Yeah, there we go. So we'll read off our teams. Um, I went with the seventh pick, so I'll go first here. Um, quarterback, Trey Lance. Running backs, I got Joe Mixon, James Conner, Brees Hall, J.D. McKissick, and Mark Ingram at wide receiver, uh, Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Gabe Davis, Alan Lazar, Devonta Parker, and K.J. Osborne, and finally a tight end, Mark Andrews. Um, I like it. Um, definitely some risk here in these middle rounds. Devonte Smith, Gabe Davis, Trey Lance. That is a, uh, three picks in a row that have some risk. Um, but I, I think more on the side of confident than risky, at least for Devonte Smith and Trey Lance, Gabe Davis, definitely up in the air, especially who you talk to. Um, but strong three running backs there. Mark Andrews, we were talking before, gives me positional advantage. Mike Williams, confidence, my one. Alan Lazard, good depth there. So overall, I'm liking it. Um, you know, I, I definitely look at it and gets concerned, but again, 14 team league, that's going to happen. Um, Will in the 13 spot, what do you think of your team? Yeah, so we've got Matt Stafford at quarterback, running back, we've got DeAndre Swift, JK Dobbins, AJ Dillon, Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, Kenneth Walker, and Gus Edwards as a handcuff. And we have receiver, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore. Brandon Cooks, and Russell Gage. And then Austin Hooper at tight end. Um, so overall, pretty happy. I mean, definitely happy waiting at quarterback and coming away with Matt Stafford. Um, tight end, as we talked about there toward the end of the draft, you know, get a guy that I can plug in week one. But more than confident that I will be ending the season with a different tight end and in all likelihood an upgrade just because someone had to make a move, whether it's bye week, whether it's injuries, um, or just lack of depth. I think there'll be other tenants available. But I think really the meat of the team here is, is the depth at running back. You know, DeAndre Swift, I think it can lock in as that running back one. But having, you know, your J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, Melvin, all guys I think that you'll be able to play. Ronald Jones has a shot, as well as Gainwell. And then just having, you know, Gus Edwards there as some insurance there for Dobbins. And then, you know, kind of the high-end um, wide receiver. You know, you, you be uh, having good receivers and not having to take a lot of them allowed me to get the depth that I have at running back. So Devontae Adams, lock and load. I think DJ Moore is going to be about the same as well. Uh, but Brandon Cooks gives me some really good stability to plug him in at wide receiver two if I for some reason have to. And then Russell Gage, I think, is a solid third receiver as well. So I've got... From what I can tell here, two and a flex, I think, locked in at receiver. And then at this point, it's just, hey, making sure one of these other running backs hit. If a second one hits, great. I've got uh, you know potentially a better flex than a stable receiver. So definitely some stability there and, and potential to maybe move out and, and make a trade for a tight end as well. Yeah, so thinking of the tight end position, um, I'm looking here, Will. So you had an opportunity to draft Mark Andrews. Um, you could have got Waller instead of Dobbins. Uh, you could have got Goddard instead of Cooks. Uh, you could have drafted Gesicki. Um, are any of those moves something like looking back, you'd say, yeah, I'd rather have Mark Andrews instead of Devontae Adams, or I'd rather have Waller instead of Dobbins. Is, is there any, any regrets with any of those positions? It's kind of really. hard to do a swap because yeah. you can't say like, oh yeah, I'd rather have Waller instead of Dobbins. And then with my last pick, I would have. Chuba Hubbard, like I don't know who it was. You know, that's not a good trade off, but like, would you uh, have done anything differently looking back? Yeah, I mean, I think Adams is clearly above Mark Andrews, so I definitely wouldn't have have done that. Um, And because I'd had Adams there, I mean, maybe you could say if I took Diggs instead of Adams and then took Waller instead of, you know, DJ Moore, it would definitely make the argument there. I think that could, you know, have solidified the tight end position um and then you know, i probably would have had to go wide receiver after you know with aj dillon so maybe i go you know cooks and uh, smith or bateman there um to get some depth so you know definitely some options there you know had i gone digs over adams but it, it's just i think there's just that 
huge positional advantage there of having a Devontae Adams on the team, especially getting him in the second round. Um, and, and just, you know, the, de- the the kind of floor I have at wide receiver, I think, really is beneficial with the depth that I have at running back. It kind of plays off each other really well. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, so that's going to wrap up the draft. Tune in next week for another mock. And imagine we're going back to a 12-teamer, given we just did a 14 and a 10 back-to-back. So probably go back to the normal. Uh, sound good, Will? Yeah, yeah. Sounds good to me. These 14-teamers are tough, but definitely uh, test your metal, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So we'll get back to the normal next week. Until then, folks, trust your board. <laughs>